welcome back to the Home Sweet Home podcast with Marissa. I am your host, Marissa O'Connor. I am once again hanging out here at my Keller Williams office in the Woodlands in this amazing media room. Thank you so much again. Shout out Tyler, you're amazing. I am um, I'm really enjoying going through this book with y'all. I hope that um, it's bringing you a lot of value. I hope that you're having a great day if you're listening to this. Um, Also, I hope that I'm in Houston, Texas right now. I mean, I always say the Woodlands. I'm in Houston right now, and uh, we've been missing some rain. So I hope that by the time this podcast airs, we have gotten some just some great rain. (laughs) There's no more drought. And um, everyone say a prayer for rain because we need it if we haven't gotten it by now. Um, what else has been going on with me? Uh, just got back from Mega Agent Camp in Austin, Texas. And Mega Agent Camp is a Keller Williams, like, basically just conference. Um, it's not like a state of the union for the company, but it is kind of a state of the union for the economy. We get updates on what's going on and nationally in our economy, what projections are looking like and it's just jam-packed full of good stuff like that and also we get to hear from just amazing speakers from all around the world that aren't necessarily related to real estate but um, the people that organize this event are amazing because they we had uh, I got to hear from Molly Bloom Uh, she spoke one day uh, got to hear from Ryan Holiday. He is the author of The Obstacles the Way, which I'm really enjoying right now. I just bought that. And um, yeah, there's just so much good stuff. We get motivation, we get information, and it's all to help us better serve our clients. So I hope that that's shining through in this podcast. And a book recommendation that I received while I was there is the book The Go-Giver. I actually have it. Um, it's propping up my camera right now, but that's not all it's been good for. It's been really great. Um, I'm just kind of a woman of um, of whatever's around me. I use it to prop up my stuff, but that is in no reflection of how I feel about this book, The Go-Giver. Um and it's by Bob Berg and John David Mann. It's really great. I'm really enjoying it. So I I think everyone would benefit from this book, not just a realtor. Highly recommend. So yeah, that's going on. Let me just fix my uh, <laughs> my camera here with my book. Thanks, Go Giver. Uh, yeah, so that's what's been going on with me. Back in town. Back to working hard. It's been a great week. We're getting a lot of stuff done. Charla has a closing today while I'm recording this, so that's really cool. All right, so let's jump in. We are on Chapter 5 of the Your First Home Book, and now you guys are probably, like, (laughs) excited that we're actually, we've done all this legwork leading up to this moment where we've been talking about loans and getting pre-qualified and and how to, you know, narrow down your search and Now we're actually going to talk about finding the home. This is the really fun part. So I'm on page 137 of the Your First Home book. And um, it says here, like, searching for homes is a little like dating. 
You have a pretty good idea of what will make a good match, but you never know exactly when the sparks will fly. You might spend a few weeks combing the market, or you might fall in love your first trip out. No matter how long it takes or how many stops there are on your journey, finding the right home to make an offer on is essentially a four-step process. And those four steps are, number one, determine what houses you actually want to see. Two, check out homes that match your criteria. Three, create a rating system. And four, decide to make an offer. So we're going to talk about all of those steps today. All right, let's dive into step number one, determining what houses you want to see. So um, your realtor will have access to the MLS or the multiple list listing service in your market area. And this service acts as an aggregator of available properties. And it's not always information that's readily available to the public. So this is where having a realtor is just another another reason you want a realtor in your corner is they're going to have information that's maybe not available to just the general, general public. And um, using, so last episode we talked about setting your criteria. So after you and your realtor have met and you've done all that work of figuring out exactly what you're looking for in a home, they're going to input all that criteria into their own system um, that they use for finding homes. Like for us um, in Houston, we use HAR. And um, Charla uses the MLS search through HAR. She'll meet with her clients. She gets a good idea of what they're looking for. She enters their criteria into the MLS, HAR. And then she sets them up on an auto search. So every time a new home hits the market um, as coming soon or active as for sale, uh, her clients receive an email of that new property. So they get real-time information as soon as it hits the market, and that can be a real advantage depending on the market that you're in. We're currently still in the seller's market as of this moment in time. I'm hoping this podcast will last longer and be able to help as most people, as many people as possible. So I'm trying to keep it pretty general um, that way that the that what I'm recording can be time, timeless and it could help people down the road whenever they're listening. So even though your realtor has set you up on a search, um, if they haven't, make sure you ask that question, how am I being notified of new properties that are becoming available to the market? Um, but even though your realtor is doing that for you, you also want to make sure that you're driving around yourself like, and you're looking online and um, you're hitting the, the book says, the digital and the real roads. So um, you can get a good idea of what you're looking for, what neighborhoods you want to live in, just by driving around and driving around at different times of the day. Um, and you never know, sometimes um, a, sign, a coming soon sign will go in the yard before um, an actual listing is live on the market. So if you are taking those um, regular routes of the areas that you're really interested in that you want to live in, you may have first chance to offer on a home if you see that coming soon sign going up the minute it goes up. So just something to keep in mind. All right, so that's step number one. Step number two, actually checking out homes that match your criteria. So when 
you go out to look for a home for the first time, it's so exciting. I remember this as a homeowner myself when Charla was helping my husband and I. We were thrilled. We were like, oh my gosh, we get online, put together like a list of a bunch of homes and we're like, yeah, Charla, we want to go see all of these. And she's like, okay, great. Um, and so we would, we would go around and it's so exciting. And, you know, maybe when you're going in, you're thinking about where you're placing furniture or, um, is this kitchen big enough for me to host my family at Christmas? And the reason why you want a realtor in your corner is because when your realtor goes in, they're actually looking at things like, um, they're sizing the home that you're looking up looking, I'm sorry, they are sizing the home you're looking at as compared to others in the neighborhood for comparatives so they can help you make a good offer. So like your job when you're in the home on page 141 is you're going to be answering questions for yourself like does this home have the right space and layout for my style as compared to your agent who is asking the question of themselves, does the size and layout compare well to others around it? And another question you're asking yourself is, does it offer value to me? And your agent is thinking, does it offer value in relation to the other homes around it? And you're asking yourself, is the location convenient to my job and my kids' schools? And your realtor is asking, will this location hold its value? And another question you're asking yourself is, does it have features and amenities I like? And your realtor is asking themselves, does this home show signs of major maintenance and structural concerns? So the reason why your agent is asking themselves these questions is because they want to make sure that uh, they're getting you in a home that's going to hold its value over time. That way you can be set up just for success in the long run. Um, I know it's important to pick a home that's right for you, right? But it's also important to think about all of the factors that go into the home that you are investing in. Because like I've mentioned many times before, this is likely the biggest purchase you're making in your life. And you want to make sure that your asset is appreciating. So your realtor is able to help you determine all of that. And another thing, too, on... Um, on page 142 is uh, it's the big stuff that matters. So when you're looking at a home, while small repairs or reno renovations can add up, your major concern during your home tour is structural damage. Structural damage refers to concerns about the integrity of the building and its systems, plumbing, electrical, and more. If you have a structural concern, it could be from water damage, shifting ground, or poor construction when the house was built. Here are some things to look for that your agent should also be looking for and hopefully pointing out to you when you're on new touring homes. But number one, major cracks are crumbling in the foundation. Hairline cracks are usually okay. Um, jagged or diagonal cracks inside the house, especially over the windows or doors. Water stains on the ceiling, floors, or walls. Uh, faded, worn shingles may mean the roof needs repairing, and if the shingles are damaged, it may mean that the decking underneath is too. And number five, this doesn't really apply to us in Texas. It's talking about basements, but stains on the basement walls or brand new paint that may be covering stains suggest water damage that can cause mold or structural problems. At the very least, it suggests a 
persistently leaky basement. So, um, all this, not to, saying all this not to scare you, but saying all this so that whenever you're out touring a home before you fall completely head over heels in love with it, that, um, your agent is going to uh, suggest that you probably have an inspection done before you decide that this is the end-all be-all, you're not going to want another house other than this <laughs> um, kind of thing. So just making sure that you're keeping your eyes open, you're having a good listening ear on what your realtor is recommending to you, and that, uh, as always, you have an inspection done so that you can try to uncover as much about the home that maybe is not disclosed in the seller's disclosure. Because um, not that all sellers are trying to like sneakily get stuff past you, but just maybe they may not be aware of any issues in the home. And if you hire an inspector and they get, they get really in there, they do a great job, they find out more and uncover more, then that's going to help you in the long run determine if you're going to want to invest in this home or not. Um, <laughs> oh, the other thing too is it says here, um, you, you've hired your agent, you know, um, hopefully you're able to trust them and their, um, guidance for you. So it can be very daunting task to look at even, I mean, more than three homes. So... I know that agents in our office recommend that we try and narrow down your search. If you're going to go look at homes in a day, to narrow your search down to at least five homes that you go and see, um, and some even suggest a little less, because by the time you've searched through a home, you've done your tours, you can it kind of all starts to mush together, and <laughs> the process can become even more overwhelming as you're trying to remember things about each home. And, you know, make sure that you're working with a realtor who is consulting you through the entire process and making sure that the um, home search they've set up for you is a well-curated search so that the homes you view are closer to your wants and you may not need to tour as many properties. So the it says here on page 143, the adage, work smarter, not harder, harder applies to searching for a home too and that just helps everybody in the long run you're happier you're feeling confident in your decision not because you toured 50 homes and you're just ready to get it behind you but because the uh, criteria that you've given your realtor is so refined and you've done such a great job that um it's it's like when you tour homes and it feels like it's the perfect home for you, well, that's because you've done all the legwork. It's not just happenstance that you walked into this home that has all of your criteria met. So number four we're talking about is, uh, oh, wait, nope, sorry. Number three we're talking about create a rating system as you go or refine as you go. So house hunt, it says here on page 144, house hunting is a learning experience and every property teaches you something. As your search progresses progresses and your knowledge grows, tap into these new insights and continually refine your criteria. So all that means is if you need to adjust your criteria 
after you're actually out there in physical homes and you're thinking, okay, well, I thought that I really liked this area, but it feels like all of the homes in this area are older and they're smaller. And I really need a bigger home for, let's say, my growing family. And I may have to have a little bit of a further commute to work to get me in the home that will ultimately benefit our family in the long run. So it's okay to change your criteria <laughs> from the time you started looking to when you actually start looking at homes. And don't be afraid to tell your realtor. Um, whenever we set people up on a search, we always say, hey, let us know immediately if you're not really impressed with the homes that are coming up in your search and or you need to make an adjustment um, let's make it let's make it quickly so that we can get you in a home as fast as we can so here are some details you may want to consider this is on page 144 for refining your search as you go and these are things to help you when you're looking at homes number one how do you like the neighborhood at different times of the day Number two, do you know what traffic is like during rush hour? Number three, how will the light be at different times of day? Will the house be too bright or too dim? Number four, how does noise carry? Number five, does the floor plan flow or does it have a lot of tight corners and poorly placed appliances or cabinets? Number six, is the kitchen conveniently laid out? Number seven, is there enough room for storage? Number eight, will your favorite furniture fit or are you willing to replace it? Um, this agent here has a system for ranking homes. So on page 145, this agent says, whenever he meets with his clients, his name is Robert Colello. Um, whenever he meets with his clients, um, he creates a reading system with them. And he says, okay, so if we go out and we're looking for a home, we're going to scale homes from 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest score a home can receive and 10 being the highest. And he says based on their rating, they're either writing an offer or they're not. He says, I tell them in my presentation that we agree that they will write an offer if the property scores above an 8, because the reality is there are no 10s. The difference, the difference between an 8 and a 10 is paint and carpet. So if a house rates an 8 or higher, they write an offer on the spot. This keeps his clients from being overwhelmed by what is on the market and creates a quick system by which they can accurately judge and read a house. So whether you use this method or something else, um, I definitely think ranking homes as you go is very important. So he, th their system, like he was saying, is from 1 to 10. So 1 is just not a viable option. Ranking from 2 to 4 is better, but still not ideal options. A ranking of 5 to 7 is middle-of-the-road options, high-end, might make an offer. Uh, rankings 8 and 9 are close to perfect, make an immediate offer, and number 10 is like your dream home. So, um, another recommendation I have is just making notes as you go, as you're touring a house. Write down the address and write things that really stand out to you. Do voice memos so you can be talking to yourself as you're going through the house and you can remember the things that you loved about it and yeah and then number four is just deciding to make an offer on the home so I would say like this person like this agent here if it's close to perfect make an immediate offer because there really are not probably any tens um, 
you can always change something to a home if it's not structural you know if it's paint paint is an easy easy change to make on a home to make it perfect for you so overall for this chapter it says notes to take home keep your eyes open and your agent in the loop as you look for listings Look for structural integrity instead of being distracted by surface level appearances when touring a home. Uh, you'll learn as you look at homes, so you should refine, refine your priorities along the way. Uh, keep notes. This will help you keep houses and their features fresh in your mind later when you're making decisions. And also, this book has a great worksheets that you can use. It says visit fir yourfirsthomebook.com for worksheets and other helpful resources that will help you when you're searching for your own home. So that has been this episode of the Home Sweet Home Podcast with Marissa. I am now aware that I should have been asking you all along to please follow my podcast, um, subscribe, um, please leave me a review or rate it. Um, share it with a friend, anyone that you think would benefit from this information. I would just be elated um, if you could do any of those things for me. That way I can reach as many people as possible and help more people get into their, num their eight home or higher. <laughs> I almost said like your dream home, which any home that's an eight or higher is definitely a dream home quality. And yeah, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. I'm excited to uh, bring you another episode next week. So have a great day. Bye.